0: Hello, and welcome to Playing Favorites. I'm Justin. And I'm Paul. <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, this is a podcast where we discuss our favorite things across a variety of topics.
1: Yeah, that's right. We, every week, we pick a category, do a little research, and then we try to talk with each other and explain why we like something so much.
0: And there's no rules to this at all. Uh, we just We just like to talk. Mm-hmm. And this week's topic, if I could say it right, is post-apocalyptic landscape.
1: Yeah, all right. (laughs) Favorite scenario of play after the world ends. Uh, But before we get started, really get into it, uh, we're going to start with our, as usual, our surprise topics to help warm us up.
0: Yep, that's right. It's just a little warm up uh, where we surprise each other with a quick topic related in some way to our main event.
1: Justin has no idea what I've got for him, and I have no idea what he has prepared (laughs) for me, and this has been. uh, as we've been discussing off uh, off of the feed, uh, really difficult to find some surprise topics for this. But let me get you started. Let's see what you get. <laughs> I don't, are, you like are, you, are you with us? Are you are you with us, Paul? In, are you there? <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm just I'm worried that you're not going to have anything for this. But okay. I have two. I have two actually, just in case. So I'll ask up. you the first Great. one. Yep. Okay. I've got it. I'm hoping so, we
0: did do the same thing. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping.
1: For your for the surprise topic. Yeah, well yeah. <laughs> let's see. My uh question to you, Justin, is what is your favorite post apocalyptic Kevin Costner film?
0: <laughs> Isn't there only two?
1: Wrong. <laughs> is there, there, are there, there are more than one. There are three. There are three. And the third one is actually a good one. I this is what happens when you like looking up. I'm like, is there another one? Okay, so so other?
0: why are the only two that are bad memorable ones then? <laughs> That's a very good question. <laughs>
1: um so so what what are the what are the two that you remember
0: well if i were to pick between the two that i remember i'm going to pick Waterworld. uh (laughs) but say say its name the other (laughs) one it's the postman
1: yes (laughs) the mail will go on um the other movie was uh i was gonna give
0: i was gonna give that a shout out later on and you just but whatever sorry the Waterworld.
1: Oh, Waterworld! You were gonna shout out. Well,
0: well, not the movie, just the fact that everything's water. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's free in Waterworld. I tell you. <laughs> what is the other one that's supposedly good? I don't know. what
1: It's It's a movie called Testament, I guess, and it's a uh, it was a made for TV movie, and it's like um, it's 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 strictly just like in the house of this like family, I guess. Uh, like most of it is like in this house, and it's just like. They're watching on TV, like watching on the news, like news of the world ending, basically, of like an apocalyptic war or an event. And it seems really interesting. Like, I want to check it out. But apparently Costner is in it. A couple other people, like um, actors and actresses, I'm sure, are in it that I cannot name. But, <laughs> okay. but, but Costner apparently it just in Kevin,
0: it. It's just Kevin Costner with a bunch of puppets. That's all but, it is. But, you There's know, when I,
1: when I was looking this up, I was like... Is there another one? Is there another besides Waterworld and The Postman? And I wanted to see and this came up in the title that this person like wrote about uh this movie for their, their website. It said a good po- po- post apocalyptic film starring Kevin Costner? Question mark. They're like is it possible? <laughs> and they mentioned like Waterworld and The Postman. They're like he actually did a good
0: one. And Oh man. Seems the, interesting. Like Waterworld had a shot to being good. It had it had like potential. It le- it had a it could have been there, but nope, nope. It's still kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. I, I know love, it is.
1: I love Dennis Hopper in that man. He is like villain McBad guy. You
0: know, just uh, <laughs> he's got no no motivation other than I'm evil. <laughs> well, they want they want to find the uh, the land. That's that's the reason, right? Isn't that the point of that movie? Is yeah, and I think they want
1: to find dry land to like build a mall on it or something. Oh. A oh, mall. The, the smokers, they're the the bad guys. It's, you know, now it's, it's been smokers. so it's,
0: it's been so long since I watched that movie. What when, when <laughs> what was what caused the water to be like? this? Is it just caps melting? Oh, it's so climate change. Okay, yes, of course.
1: And <laughs> actually, like that's a really cool opening to the movie because it's a Universal Pictures movie, and you know the Universal logo it shows like the globe you know shows the earth and it like it, it does the universal logo and then the, the letters fade away and you just start to see the same globe and like the ice caps melting and they used that they incorporated like the studios logo into the very beginning of the film i always thought that was really cool just like an interesting little effect Yeah,
0: universal did a lot of that stuff i feel like from what Maybe i remember was, did i said yeah yeah universal yeah well that's very 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 uh that was a nice uh, palate cleanser to get ready for the main event, I guess. <laughs> did, you, did you
1: actually ever see The Postman?
0: No, I refuse no. I to. Uh, no. I like no, Kevin Costner, though. I have no problem with Kevin Costner, though. There's a the thing, like, I don't, I don't understand why those movies are so bad. I just don't get it.
1: Well, uh, there's a lot of things <laughs> that are wrong with Waterworld, but The Postman has, like, the same problems, like, turned up to 10. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's yeah. just something about like the Pony Express being like the stakes for the movie. I don't know. It's yep. it's been a long time since I've seen that. So I guess that's what we're gonna do next time we see each other. We're not gonna watch Batman versus Superman again and try to stay awake through that. We're gonna watch the Postman. Um
0: Um Um no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's other bad movies that we can watch. I think you should watch Dark City instead. I know that's off topic, oh. but
1: <laughs> oh, is this is that going to make its way into this into this podcast?
0: That post-apocalyptic doesn't count. Good.
1: Thank the Lord.
0: I thought about not ready you, to talk
1: about that yet.
0: I mean, it's going to come up eventually. Don't worry. <laughs>
1: going to postpone that for as long as possible.
0: Um. So I guess that was a quick and easy topic. I think this will take a little bit more time. Are you ready for your surprise topic, Paul? I am ready. I'm ready. Let me know. Your favorite weapon to use in a zombie apocalypse, or or favorite weapon in general. It doesn't have okay. to be something you'd want to use.
1: Did you ever read the Max Brooks zombie survival guide, the original? No. Um, because I remember, I think we actually have a copy of that. I re- I remember thinking like, wow, this is like a really practical approach. Like, what you should, you, you ideally you need something that you can, you know, kill a zombie from far away with, but something that you don't necessarily ever run out of ammo. Like something that you can, re- that you don't have to worry about like reloading or Anything like that? So honestly, something I have to get good at with I don't know. Um, there's nothing wrong with like a good old fashioned like piece of wood with a nail, like a big board with a nail through <laughs> it. I don't. Know. <laughs> but but honestly, like a I don't know, like a, a homemade like spear of some kind, mm-hmm. maybe something that gives me some distance, and maybe like a a um, a machete, a machete of some a, kind, like a, a, a small machete. Plate. Yeah, like a small blade and like another like couple knives. I don't know. Probably edged weapons would be my favorite, my go-to.
0: Oh, I mean, I think like the 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 staple is like an axe for some reason. I don't know why what? that's the staple, right? Isn't that like the thing that people usually associate with zombies is an axe? Really? I would think. Uh... Oh man, no, I wouldn't think an axe. Gosh, I would. i I'm not I not say that's what a of my favorite. think is
1: what people people associate with zombies it. nowadays. But is, it,
0: is that what it is? Okay. I, I would. I, I think it would. As far as like cool factor, I think like a sword would be cool because I think yeah, it's a edge weapon. You know, you mm-hmm. think of uh, what's her name from Walking Dead. You know more. Show. Sure. Yeah. yeah, she's pretty badass. But um, but I don't know. I just thought that'd be a cool thing to consider. Like you know, I mean, obviously a shotgun. But if you run out of ammo, that's not good. You know? I'm just trying to think of anything else that would be a good weapon to have, like all the time, you know, or just one that you like seeing in the movie, like like or in a show or whatever, or even in a game.
1: Have you ever seen like those, um, like they're they're like really long, almost like they're a spear on one end and they've got like a flat blade on the other. It's like a Shaolin monk kind of weapon, kind of thing. I know, and I'm probably botching that, but it it is this kind of. Uh, I don't know, it's got like a point on one end and it's got a blade on the other. That, to me, I think would be like the perfect weapon. Not very portable, Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, swords would probably be good, like specifically like a katana or something.
0: A lightsaber would be good if that was real. Well, yes, if it was real, it would would solve (laughs) almost everybody's problems
1: and create new (laughs) problems probably for people, but it would be. something that you'd, you'd never, but like you'd have to be able to like, I guess, know how to sharpen it, know how to, like, keep it, like, you know, do regular upkeep on it. Um, and I think, like, a spear might be good because you can sharpen any stick into a spear. You just got to get really strong, I guess, in order to, like, punch it through <laughs> a zombie's skull.
0: Or, or, like, a bow and arrow, if you just get good at that, I guess. Yeah, again, something
1: you got to get good at. I like people who say like, "Oh man, if I if if the if the zombie apocalypse happened tomorrow, like I'd get a compound bow and I'd and I'd live in you know I'd, I'd I'd camp out and I'd be like, have you ever shot a compound bow? Like, do you even know how those things work? Like, <laughs> it's the kind of thing of like, there's gonna be a lot of people stealing stuff from a sporting goods store <laughs> and a lot of and a lot of like <laughs> discarded sporting goods around corpses.
0: I mean, I I just archery in general is hard. I remember trying that out uh in like gym class and uh Boy Scouts. It's like hard it's hard to yeah. get good at that. But of course, I guess if you, you had a had to learn how to use it, I guess uh, maybe you would get better at it. I don't know. <laughs> you got a steep learning
1: curve. It's like live or not. Like learn to use this or don't and die. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. would you like to just hear what my other this one was kind of a joke, the sure. surprise topic. You Let's can answer if you it. like, but it was favorite piece of media with the word apocalypse in it. So, for Wait. example, oh, Resident okay. Evil Apocalypse, that terrible movie.
0: <laughs> I can't think of even anything that has that in it. X Men Apocalypse. Oh, okay, I see now. I, I'm, I think I'm there was a you. Superman
1: Apocalypse movie based on um, the death of Superman.
0: You're right. Yep.
1: In the Age of Apocalypse uh, comic series, the X Men comic series. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Uh, that was. That's why I didn't lead with that one, and I led with one that only you would. <laughs> there were only two possible answers to the question.
0: I, I, really, there's only one answer to that question. I mean, to be honest. <laughs> you know, I, I
1: I thought that maybe you saw the postman, and I. Th- there's somebody I know that has defended
0: that movie to me, and I and I don't nope i i that was like i think that came out like later in life enough that i'm like nope that's bad like because i didn't really hate the i didn't really hate Waterworld when it came out i i I think i understood how bad it was as i like you know later on but like when it first came out i was like okay like no movie's ever done this before i appreciate it for what it is kind of a thing but it's, it's 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 so boring I uh, think about it. Yeah, that's the thing.
1: Like, There's <laughs> so much of that movie that could have just been cut. You know, I feel like you could have probably made like a halfway decent movie in the in an edit. You know, like if you edit it down to like,
0: well, yeah, like they 80 do minutes, so many, 90
1: minutes. They it's
0: like, two so and a half hours. So out. many random things that like don't need to happen in that. Like, I think really what it was is that Kevin Costner was sort of an unlikable character in a sense. Yeah, he's like, a real he, jerk. He's himself, a he's yeah. a horrible. Like I don't, I don't understand his role. I mean, his role is to kind of, you know, get get the girl that has the the map of a tattoo, and what what does he do? They they dive underwater just to get artifacts to sell, and he's a good he's a good he's a oh that's yeah. right he, he's a, he's a he's mutant a, he's isn't a, he? He's got mutant. a fish he's got gills right? He's a mutant. Yes,
1: he he has gills, so he goes underwater and he like finds things from the world that has passed. And then he like dirt, for example, is like a currency. It's like gold, you know, Mm. he can, you know, trade in like a pound of dirt for, you know, a hundred or 200, whatever chits like they, they call them their, their, their capital or their, um, currency. So yeah, that's what he does. That's how he makes money as he goes down under in, in one of the deleted scenes that I didn't even know existed until years later. He has a CD player, like a working CD player, like a portable, um, like a disc man, and like listening to it on headphones while he's out in the sea. And I just, yeah, it's so jarring that I, I, like, I was like, okay, they made a good decision cutting this out, but I cannot believe that they actually filmed it. Like, that's something that you'd think would be, you know, like somebody threw that idea around in like the writing room and then like. Someone's like, "No, we can't do that that's that's just a you know a step yeah. too far
0: but i i but I feel like when you're in those kind of movies though it's hard to know what to edit and what to not edit. you know what I mean like you're trying to make something weird and unique. I mean I mean you know star you know Star Wars is a perfect example of like good editing like there was a lot of weird stuff that happened in that movie that they the, the because of how they edited it, it made it made it make sense otherwise you it was actually a very campy weird movie, you know yeah. so like I mean, it doesn't hurt to guess film it if it's like such a brief scene. But I get what you're saying is like, why would they even consider that if it does? It doesn't fit the rest of the whole like, you know, very I don't know what the word would be like. I guess primitive looking society that water world has become. Yeah. Um. It like you know, but it does add to you know the weirdness. It kind of shows where where like gives it kind of a time and place. It's like well, the the water was still around during Walkman age. So I guess. like i mean i don't
1: know (laughs) during the age like i imagine an old man like telling stories to a like a group of children like during the age of disc men where everyone walked around with headphones in their ears (laughs) it was a magical time (laughs) gather round children
0: um, well, well, it's actually because this is it's funny because these surprise topics are kind of really leaning into eventually going into what we're going to go for our main topic here. Yeah. But this was not on my uh, apocalyptic list at all. Uh, it, it's it, you made me think of it, it was Rain of Fire.
1: What is that? Now, like, I heard somebody mention that the other day, and I'm not sure I know what that is.
0: It's literally, I I, oh, I can't remember the name of the actors. I remember, I saw this movie in theaters, because I was really excited about it. It's literally the world, like, was destroyed by dragons, because they were dragons.
1: Okay, on... I knew dragons were involved, but I didn't want to say, is this related to Dragonheart? Because that's the last dragon <laughs> no, movie I've no, seen in no. theaters.
0: It has nothing to do with Dragonheart at all. <laughs> <laughs> But, okay so that, so that movie like it's just like I guess like dragons were hibernating uh, and then all of a sudden we're awakened they don't show the dragons oh. uh, like like they, they kind of like, like like have they're they they're in the movie eventually and I, I forget the whole just of the movie completely to be honest like I, I fear like what happens do they fight the dragon I don't remember any of this stuff I just know they're in a society that's been destroyed by dragons and so, because there's, like, nothing left as far as the society, it's just, like, you know, destroyed cities and so forth. There's a scene with the main characters, and they're doing a play for the children in the society that they're in. Because, uh-huh. you know, they have TV. And they were reenacting Star Wars in the Good. scene for the play. I just thought that was interesting. I don't know why. That was, like, my favorite part of the movie. It's like, oh, they, they this, it gives like, again, just sort of connected to the Walkman. It gives it, like, a time and place. I'm like, well, see, we remember the, the good old days when we can watch Star Wars movies and so we're gonna, well, we're they, gonna... They
1: probably don't even remember like what a movie is, but it's like this tale of Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker <laughs> yeah, has exactly. been passed down from generation exactly. to generation. That's what that's what it felt like a lot of times in Waterworld. Oh, oh, by the way, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to derail this, but can you just tell me why would at some point people just forget the name of earth and stop calling it earth and start calling it water world? Ah. Because that's like, that's like one of Kevin Costner's first lines in the film. Like he meets somebody like a trader, another trader, like on a boat and they, they're like talking and he's like, Oh, I'll give you this for free. And he goes, nothing's free in water world. I'm like, did did we decide? Like who decided this?
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean, depend. I guess it depends on how long it was like that for. I don't know. I don't know what decides that. I mean, of course, not everyone calls this Earth as well. So, I mean, why would you know. call it? No, I meant like different Midgar? languages. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yes, that's that's true. Vidgar is also Earth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I knew. Well, I think I think we're good at warming up. What do you What do you think? Are we yeah, good? I
1: feel, I feel pretty warmed up,
0: <laughs> even though it's freezing outside. Um. So yeah, we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we uh, come back, uh, we will discuss our main topic.
1: Welcome back. As we said before, our main topic for today is favorite post apocalyptic scenario or landscape. So
0: you say that so much better than I do. Oh, you're!
1: <laughs> I've had so much practice talking about the apocalypse I guess uh, so uh, before we get to our honorable mentions Justin do you have any shout outs that you'd like to mention any any things
0: well I have, have a few because here? I feel like I'm, this is going to blend into one thing to be honest because I mean as you said this is probably a little bit harder of our topic that we've tried to figure out and narrow down yes indeed Uh <laughs> <laughs> so we, we might be, I feel like this list is going to go up and down a lot as we, as we discuss this. But there is a few uh, runner-ups I have, and I'm going to just kind of list off. One One I want to mention, mostly because I haven't finished the game or played enough of it, enough of it to really uh, give a clear whether or not I love it or not. But I enjoy the world for what I did, is Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. Um,
1: right. That's a post-apocalyptic game? I thought it was...
0: Perfect. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They're they're that's Earth that they're on. Earth, it, it, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so pretty much
1: future dinosaur planet or something. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't think it was Earth. It, it,
0: yeah. Well, nature takes over, and somehow dinosaurs, like robot dinosaurs, take over. But then they take, get the roots of Native American, like sort of a Native, Native Native American tribe. So, like, the world itself is very unique and different for that kind of vibe. And I think there's some things I'm missing as far as how that all happened, and eventually at the end of the game, you know that it's post apocalyptic like you don't know that going in okay. you start you start learning that as you as you play it there was like oh a, right. so you're you
1: not know, exactly sure of where it's taking place but like then, i I, I heard I heard like
0: yeah, I heard like there's like it might be the moon or something, but like it's definitely the sense that uh, there was a civilization that. Mm-hmm. That it that went away, and they had made like technology, and it got too much of itself in a sense. But instead of like becoming like you know evil robots, they became a in a sense a an environment or, uh you know herds of living robot like, dinosaurs if you would, and then nature sort of took over, and then somehow, the societies just kind of looked at life a little. you say like how? You mentioned about Waterworld earlier. Like, how do they decide to change it? Like, how does that happen? Well, you know, like this, you know, like the like the upper government, if you would, affected that way of thinking. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're trying to hide the truth of what happened, or they get so blinded by the actual truth because they kind of hid it, and then generation after generation after generation, it uh, changed the perception of the, the everyone else, if you would. But that's why it's a shout out, because I don't really I can't give a clear conversation, but it's a really interesting world. I kinda really want to get back into it. I just it's been hard for me lately with my video game time, if you would. Just how much time you can devote to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, really interesting. I,
1: I it looks like a really fun game to play. I've never gotten the chance to uh, to try it. But yeah, it's got a unique kind of art style too, like what you were saying about like kind of robot robotic nature, you know, like you're you're kind of in it looks like from what you've said and what I've seen, like you are in, in a in a world where nature is ruling and you're trying to just survive, basically like um, you know, animals that have been, you know, enhanced by technologies so or even deadlier than they were before, like predators that are even more deadly.
2: That's really interesting.
1: Um I will uh give you one of my shout outs is actually something I mentioned in, in last week's episode, and that's the World of Ruin from Final
0: Fantasy VI. <laughs> I had a feeling you might say that because I thought only, about that today. Only because that
1: um in very few games have I played, and I, actually I can't I can't honestly think of another one, where a cataclysmic event happens halfway through the game, the world map changes, you're pretty sure, um, just if like you this is like the first time you're playing. You're, you know, you have no idea what happened to the rest of your party. You're one person. You end up being uh, Celeste, Mm. uh, this female character. She wakes up another like tertiary character. Sid wakes is like has been taking care of you like on an island in this little hut. And then he gets sick and you're trying to keep him alive and you're trying to go fishing to, to and the goddamn fish would never show up when you needed them. And you. Oh, my God. It was so stressful trying to keep this guy alive. And every time I played it. Like Sid, Sid would die an untimely death. But um, I, I, I apparently there is a way to keep, keep him alive. But anyways, the world map itself is just like dramatically altered. Uh, nothing is like, like the town, like most of the towns are still there, but a lot of them have been destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the continents have all changed. And in the center of the world now is this big tower of, of garbage where Kafka is waiting for you. You know, he's just like ruling the world from there and you know it's not something you see coming in this in this already kind of interesting world and even the music changes when you're in the overworld like in the, it's cuz it's the world of balance in the beginning and then after it's called the world of ruin and in the beginning the world of balance music is really like upbeat and very like energetic and you know adventurous you know it's a it's a rpg music you know it's mm-hmm. you're out, you know exploring towns and fighting monsters and all that stuff <laughs> random metals <laughs> what was that? What was random that? random medals. Yes, of course. Yep. They're just like real life. <laughs> and chocobos. <laughs> and the world when the when the when it becomes the world of ruin, the music changes. It's much more like um I, I don't want to say like uh like depressing, but there is a there's a sense of like loss and like um despair in the music. Mm. And I was like, good on you, Super Nintendo uh, rpg for like square
0: you, you know it was, like, just, it was just square soft
1: yeah when it was just SquareSoft, When <laughs> when they would invest that much time and effort into just those little details i feel like it's a it's a good example because it's 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 a 16-bit game you know like mm-hmm. there's not much to it but they used everything they could they used the visuals they used yeah. the sound to create that like atmosphere so, there's there's one other game up.
0: that you, you made me think of though when you said that though that, that kind of did that. It, I, I think it falls in that category. It's linked to the past in a very weird way. That's very true. Yeah, because
1: you, you have like a future where Ganon wins.
0: Yeah. So it's a, it's like a yeah. sort of a, a an alternate like you know an alternate timeline if you would, but still it's a it an apocalypse did happen and you have the world change around you because you're going back and forth in time. I guess like, Ocarina of Time did the same thing. Same but thing, with like... Wind Waker.
1: I mean, Wind Waker is Water World, basically, right? we're, <laughs> talking, uh, we're talking the same are, are thing. We, are,
0: is that our new answer? Is that our new favorite? It's just the Zelda oh, world. The Zelda yeah. is. <laughs> Do you think that? I bet there's
1: a somebody is out there has made the association that perhaps Kevin Costner is the king of red lions. He's a, he's the boat that's like uh, guiding oh, you through the. Really,
0: <laughs> that's really funny. I don't know. Maybe. And then with Majora's Mask, is you're preventing the apocalypse from happening. Oh
1: God, that's right. <laughs> that game. That game <laughs> makes me laugh every time I think about it. Just because I remember playing it for the first time and like just looking up, like
0: <laughs> that, moon. that moon. The moon is so scary, <laughs> just
1: heading towards you, and it's like, wow, okay, I guess I should hurry up.
0: Have you ever? Did you ever get it to when it was like the very end of like the last minute of the game? Like, oh yeah, you had, the, the oh, very so... thing
1: I did was just let the time run out because I wanted to see what would happen. <laughs>
0: it's good oh uh, man that's really funny did you did you um i ah, see okay so r- r- do you have another another uh shout out at all
1: i only have one more i only have okay. one more. do you have any other or is you, would you
0: like do to- yours because i i my mind just went blank thinking of legend of zelda so do yours first <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just realized that like half the zelda games are post-apocalyptic games
0: <laughs> yeah it blew my mind they I can't really think. are
1: gan anytime that ganon wins you're dealing with a post-apocalyptic scenario <laughs> all right the other one that i have and i'm sure that you could probably talk more about it than i i have because my only experience with this series is this one thing and that's fallout 3 um mm-hmm. which i played for the xbox 360 um way later than i should have many people like it, it had been years since people had already said like oh it's a classic it's a classic when i finally got the chance to play it i mean i, I really enjoyed it and it and it Reminded me a lot of our conversation last time when you were talking about Bioshock and, like, environment and atmosphere and how the game kind of, like, works to make it kind of a desolate place and you're you're kind of isolated, but danger's around every corner. Like, you can't just, like, go Mm -hmm. gallivanting through, you know, the ruins of Washington, D.C. You gotta sneak around and you can't really do anything too overtly or to attract too much unwanted attention because, you know, if you run into a mutant or a ghoul or even another human like everything is out to get you it seems in that game and it's very rare when someone's just like oh hey you know hey stranger how are you you know it seems like most of the world is out to get you but i don't know if you i mean what was the last time you you played that game i'm sure you uh
0: Uh, it was a few years before you did um i mean the thing with that game it very was very i liked the the gameplay of like the the vats Personally, that was yes. really cool. But yeah, there was a sense of, like, for for your first, like, open world game, even though there was Fallout games prior, which had a very different feel. I think that's why now really yeah. many people know about it's, them as much, and that was my only experience of three.
1: Yeah, they're more like, Di- is it more like Diablo? Is that the kind of game? Uh,
0: I guess so, maybe. I don't really know. Uh, I
1: suppose that I've never played a minute of Diablo in one of our episodes,
0: so... <laughs> Like um, like I stuff. think they, I think it was, like, top-down. I think at least Fallout 1 was. I'm not sure about 2. I feel like 2 might have had, like, a 3D thing, but it was made by a different company. Bethesda took over uh, the Fallout yeah. series and made 3. So they're yeah. the ones that kind of made the breakout with that game. But from my understanding, like, the later ones just didn't, like, New Vegas had a very interesting story to it, which is, like, a, a sort of like a, uh, a spin-off, if you would, of 3. They use, like, the same yeah. engine. Yeah, yeah.
1: But it's I don't not a know sequel, much. it's just like uh, like happening like concurrently, something happening.
0: At the, the what's time. interesting about that landscape is that it's it's a it's a post-apocalyptic world that happened in the past.
1: So it's yeah, because it, it's like everything is still frozen in like 1950s
0: American culture. And really, what made that setting so perfect, I think, was in a sense the the, the soundtrack to that to that to that game. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it would have panned out as good or, or felt as authentic without that old 50s music. You know what I mean? Like, that's... I love that soundtrack. I, I loved playing that game just for listening to this old, jazzy kind of music in the background that had that like, little, like uh, like, record player vibe to it or, like, sound to it. Yeah, yeah.
1: This very, like, tinny radio sound, like an old... Like, you're just listening to, like, a classic... A classic radio show or something. The way that it sounds, it. I mean, the foley work on that, the w- the way that they can get like the the sound design is is great for something like that. And it makes it almost. Uh, I don't know. I guess I never really thought about it in, in those terms. Like that you, like the music is uh, an important part of a of a game like that. And even like the like where in time it's frozen. Like where in time this cataclysmic thing happened you know i guess like mm. if it was something that happened in like the, like today or something like in the last 10 years we would be seeing like all sorts of junk that you know we we normally see like i don't know people's like phones and stuff and littering L- the place. like
0: walk, and- walkmans right yes discmans <laughs> <laughs> discmans zoons <laughs> oh yeah all those
1: zoons that are that are just falling out of everybody's pocket from you know everyone's carrying them all the time but yeah i don't know it, it's it it was just such a i mean you got liam neeson in there so you you're, you're automatically you've got some good voice acting mm-hmm. i feel like the characters are all really interesting um the places are are interesting like the first um city like city place that you go to megaton you know with the bomb right in the middle there yep um i just think that's it, it was just really like it was fun and playful, but also, like, it could be really scary and really, like, desolate mm-hmm. at times. Well,
0: and that's the thing with that. you We talked about, uh, like, you know, Mass Effect having that kind of, like, you, you don't really know what you're going to experience. You know, everyone has a different experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This yeah. game is the same. Because, like, you can blow up Megaton if you want to. <laughs> like you, uh, but I never did. But there's also things you just might not have experienced in the game. Like, there, there's such a, there's, like, the thing about that game that's different than any other post pop, like Lyptic, world slash movie slash any of that stuff that we're going to talk about is that you got to see different aspects of it in that game it wasn't just like i'm gonna follow which i'm sure this is gonna become up a conversation later i'm gonna follow mad max's journey uh you know and that's all that's only part of the world you see like i mean there's a whole other world there but you only see that one aspect of it and with this one, you say, "Well, there's there's a scientist that's like got everyone in stasis, and they all are living in a dream. You got some vampires living over here. You got oh. this whole like you know resistance like 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 citadel like society being built over there. And this is just the DC area. Yep. yep. You know what I mean? Like, and then there's the, you hear these radios of things of like one side of the DC area. There's a radio of another side. You have factions. It's like there's just so much to that." Versus, like you know, following that same in a movie version of it, you're only following that that core group of people who are doing one thing that were you know that's all you know. You you don't really get much of the the rest of it if you would. So,
1: I guess it it, it maybe that that world, the Fallout Three world, is I guess maybe like it's it's like the apocalypse didn't happen too terribly long ago, so there's still like some like remembering of the way things were so you still have a lot of people and you still have people like kind of like working together it's not like to the extreme because as we will probably talk about mad max mad max <laughs> certainly has like uh, a sense of isolation just because it's like society crumbles and it's in australia where like in, in, like outside of the cities you know pretty rural can get like uh, you know you can go out and be isolated and not see a person for a very, very long period of time. And I feel like that's a, it's a big difference because DC is such a populated area. So it would take a long time for it to like whittle down to just like one or two or three groups of people. But right now, like at the time of the the game, when you're, when you're playing it, it seems like, yeah, there's, there's groups all over the place. That doesn't, that's not necessarily a comforting thing though, because some of those groups are terrible and, and terrifying that simulation uh, segment is that really like got me. That was just like, oh my god, like I cannot believe like I was like it was such an interesting idea. Like I never I just never thought to find something like that in a game mm-hmm. like that. So I really appreciate it. like they, they took the time to kind of you know flesh out things that they not necessarily every other, you know, any other game company would have fleshed out. You know, they really enriched the world. Do you have any other shout-outs, or would you like to move now next into our honorable mentions?
0: Let's move, it. Let's move into our honorable mentions, because I, hopefully I can figure it out as we're talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I, I have two. I've okay. got two honorable mentions,
1: and one of them we've already mentioned. Number one uh, is Mad Max, the Mad Max universe, mm-hmm. uh, Mad Max world. And what I love about it is like you don't, you don't really know anything beyond Australia. It's like it's very vague, and the first the first one of that series I saw was The Road Warrior. I I hadn't seen the original Mad Max. Um, It took me a long time to see the other movies. I I watched The Road Warrior, and the opening of it is really is really great. It's this like uh, it's like the flames consumed the world, and there was chaos everywhere. And then we learned about a guy named Max, and Max went mad. (laughs) <laughs> and that's it. It's like, okay, that's all I needed to know. Thank you, movie. Like, let's begin. So, when the, when they when it when it starts and it's just like it is the search for fuel. It is just fuel your vehicle so you can keep going. And I mean, I went back like later on. I'd go and I and I would watch the original Mad Max and I was like, okay, this is this is fun. It's good and I like the villain in that one toe cutter that's like why i based my roller derby name on but like there is a lot of good <laughs> stuff in that movie and it's just mm-hmm. silly but it, it is talking about like it's like the world just kind of is ending like australia hasn't felt the full effects of it yet but it's starting to feel these ripples of like society starting to crumble like the center is not able to hold as well as it can anymore and Mm -hmm. That was really cool to see. And then in Road Warrior, it's just like, screw it. Everything is everything has gone to shit. And (laughs) we have like a city that's, you know, refining, refining gasoline being uh, laid uh, under siege by the Lord Humongous, you know, a dude in a metal hockey mask wearing like a thong. It's like <laughs> you know all these
0: leather daddies. I have to say, like oh, that that, that whole start. that whole series got weirder and weirder as it got deeper and deeper. Isn't that great uh, though? You know, like, I, I mean, like they just kept going with it. You know, like mm-hmm. just 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 keep pushing. I, I have to say, like we I, I I've watched the original ones. Maybe not the first one as much, but I mean two and two and Thunderdome. Like it's like one. It's like cause it's, it's like it's it's Road Warrior, Mad Max, right? Yeah, it's Mad Max, the Road Warrior, and then. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, and then Fury Road. Oh, so there only three? Or it just Mad Max?
1: It's just called Mad Max, and then the second one is. Some people call it Mad Max Two, but it was just listed as The Road Warrior. But I think they called it Mad Max Two so people would know it was a sequel to Mad Max. Okay,
0: okay. That's But what it's I... like
1: Batman Begins, The Dark Knight. You know that kind of transition yeah. the title.
0: Okay, I get you. Because but... like like Thunderdome, I think it was the most like memorable to me just because of the cover and Tina Turner's hair, yeah. but. <laughs> but I mean it's still it was, I, remember being, I remember when that movie came out like the other two I don't remember it coming out I remember when Thunderdome came out and it was sort of like a sort of a big thing because Tina Turner was in the movie so that yeah, sort of she, got, that's what got my attention towards it you know Yes, and she sang
1: the all important song that uh, was the theme to the movie which was um, oh, we don't need another hero was the theme song to Beyond Thunderdome <laughs> but, but, like, I, but, I, but I have something terrible this. to admit though before we keep going and i, I want to hear what you have to say right there but i just have to admit it i've never seen beyond thunderdome all the way through
0: i don't think i have either i've i
1: never actually seen it other than when it was like shown on usa network you know like in the middle of the night or didn't you know we, like didn't we daytime watch him, television.
0: didn't we watch it once together though which one did we watch together when you came you came to visit me in Pennsylvania. We watched one together, and I can't we watched remember. The road we Road Warrior. Was it, it Road
1: Warrior because what? it was it was in Netflix for the longest time.
0: Yeah. Okay. Because I think I blend those two together. Because I feel like Thunderdome and Road Warrior have a similar kind of vibe to it. Or am I? Yeah. Am I uh,
1: a I, little bit. A little bit. They're they're like, like practically ten years apart, though. But Yeah. Um, yeah there's certainly some of it, like uh, kind of the way that society is you know, the the way, like, the costume design and all that stuff, a lot of that stuff is similar between those two movies, sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, I wasn't going to put that in my animal mention, only because I knew you were. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was going to make it in here somewhere. <laughs> and if and if you didn't say it, I was going to say it anyway. That was really where I was going I was trying to find unique things, honestly. That's where I got stumped in this whole thing.
1: Yeah, um, no, ditto, ditto, for sure. I didn't want to, like, you know, honestly, I put a bunch of the first few things that came to mind were, like, zombie movies, and I was like, I don't really want to say yeah. anything. I don't really have anything to say about them. I just, yeah. like, those were the first examples that came to mind. But,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Well, speaking of zombie movies, because the one, I guess this is kind of, like, this is where the shout-out slash honorable mentions could be blended into a one. But I do, I do like, I, find, I remember we we used to talk about this all the time back in our Monster UN days. Um, <laughs> That's a dick. <laughs> oh anyway inside joke sorry no, one. inside joke <laughs> the audience no nope. and uh that's all you're gonna get you're gonna hey get. that was a good idea it is um, a good idea we're not letting that idea out yet okay but no the the day of the dead uh film and that whole oh yeah yeah Romero that, uh, yeah. We, we used to talk about that and like the fact that the zombies the the one thing unique about that is the zombies did have memories or some sen- sense of uh uh like you know um humanity to them it could and, be thought right was
1: that the was that the one where yeah the, the yep scientist where, was
0: teaching uh... and he he uses the gun in the movie like, like the yeah. zombie like learns how to use the gun um and I, I didn't, and we talked about that a lot prior to me watching it because I I saw it like a few years back. Like it was maybe like two three years ago I watched this movie. Oh wow! Okay. yeah, because it was on uh, it was on Netflix or something like that. I don't know where it was like around Halloween time, right? And I remember like, and I think I was like, oh, I'll just watch this. Why not? I kind of it's Halloween, right? And I, I was like, wow, this is this movie is really good for what it was made. Like even good for now, like just the whole, like the way the gore was and stuff in that movie. Yeah, like yeah. how at the end is disturbing. How like they're they're like ripping the guy apart and oh. like it's like it's hard to hard to really handle a little bit but just like like the, the gist of that movie where like they have like they almost become um, um military versus like surviving yeah you know yeah. what i mean like that it's, it's... that's unique to me in that kind of zombie ap- uh, apocalypse if you would versus following like the random uh how, like you know the random uh dude that <laughs> just happens to be in a zombie movie you know what i mean yeah yeah
1: i mean in a lot of ways it's kind of similar to 28 days later in that you you know you're you're getting like you know some people's perspective and people just surviving and then you all of a sudden like the military enters the picture Mm -hmm. and for a minute you're like oh oh that's a good thing the military like that means you know organization and structure and society and then like slowly you're like oh god no no, no, no. It's not good. It's not good that this is the military. <laughs> like, they're just a bunch of, like, maniacs right now at this point with all the weapons. Like, that's that's what it boiled down to in, in both of those situations. Um, it's funny you mentioned Day of the Dead because one of the ones I had on here was The Land of the Dead, which was a much later George Romero movie, like mid to late 2000s. Mm-hmm. The only thing okay. I liked about that, though, it was interesting, was that after. I don't know, maybe decades after like the zombie outbreak uh, people that were infected or that are zombies now go back to their like start going back to their old lives. Mm-hmm. Like people that were like there was a guy that was a gas station attendant is back at the same gas station and like trying to fill cars up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there, there was some kind of memory. So it, it was I always thought it was interesting because it was like they were like synchronizing and like the zombies were like working together
0: are all of... the, all his movies though they all can they're all like in the same world right they're all the same Yes, i guess, I, guess. I don't, it's I don't considered... know I don't,
1: think he, I don't think he cares to tell you the truth it's like then... he's been he's been doing the movies to like make social commentary and mm-hmm. then and it, it might as well be the same world in, in his mind i guess i don't know i don't know i if think like... most
0: people, i think most people do consider it because they all have like the day of the dead the land of the dead it's like the dead series if you would yeah um and i think they all are connected but you know like what he's doing is he's showing obviously different small stories kind of like i guess how the walking dead is handling in that now with all the variety spin-offs that they do yeah but um i think his idea is a little more interesting uh way take on take on it though it's like it's more like you know what happens to the zombie versus like what happens to the human um which I think is an interesting... It's interesting take on that, kind, that type of apocalypse versus, like, well, they're all evil. We must kill them, you know?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So what's your next honorable mention?
1: My next honorable, honorable mention, I think this is a first for this podcast, is a book. Oh! It's, uh, it's a book by Kurt Vonnegut. It is called Cat's Cradle.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: the, um, and to really, like, sum it up, is very really difficult like any Vonnegut book, but what it boils down to is like one of the guys, and this is a fictional character, but like one of the guys that worked on creating the, the, um, what is it? The atomic bomb for uh, the one that was dropped in Japan, the, the two that were dropped in uh, Japan. One of the like people that, w- one of the scientists on the Manhattan project, he also came up with this weapon that he deemed, he called it ice nine which was like this little crystal of ice that if placed in water would instantly freeze any water around it. So, um, if you were to like take a piece of it and touch it to your lips, it would freeze you solid. If you Mm -hmm. were to drop it in like a, um, if you were to drop it in the lake, lake would instantly freeze solid. So in the end, towards the end of the, the end of the book, um, not to spoil this for anybody who hasn't read this book that's, you know, probably <sighs> 45, 50 years old at this point. Um, <laughs> the uh, You know, there's like these there's like three or four chips of this Ice Nine that are still out there and they're kept in these thermoses. And the children of the scientists are the people that have them. And there is like a there's an accident. They're on this island uh, in the Caribbean, I believe. And there's an accident. And one of the, like all of the the chips of ice, end up in the ocean, and all of a sudden, oceans, all oceans, frozen solid. The world, like I guess, like inst- within minutes, there are hurricanes or not hurricanes, like tornadoes ripping across this, you know, ice world now. And people have survived. And what's funny is like, you're fine. Like there's nothing that's harmful. And in fact, it's actually like an ideal world for humans because um, it seems like most animals have died, but they're not like gone. They're all preserved. So if you want food, all you got to do is uh, melt the ice and uh, heat them up. Oh, so it's all like frozen Dang. food. And right. it seems like, and it seems like um, all the germs are dead as well, because nobody seems to get sick anymore after like you know a certain amount of time after uh, this cataclysmic event. So it's it was just a such an a different way of looking at like the quote end of the world mm-hmm. and that, yeah, there are people that are still alive and they're still kind of doing things, but, and I'm really, really summarizing this, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to fit like this whole book into a nutshell, but I always thought that was such an interesting way to look at like what a post post-apocalyptic future could be. Um, you can still like melt water, you like ever there's plenty of fresh water, you know, there's plenty of food, um, you just can never touch that stuff and get it into like your nose or into your mouth. You know, you have to kind of just be careful, but what's funny, like the way, you know, the, the like most of the people on the Island are dead and a lot of them died willingly. They, they all, um, ended their own lives because there was this, uh, you know, this, this preacher, this holy man who professed to be a holy man, but he wasn't really. He was very like honest about like don't believe anything I say because it's all lies. Uh, mm. But people believed him anyway, and they made a religion around him. <laughs> and uh, so they all the people of the island get pissed off, and they they drag him to like this this like uh, forum, and they're like, they demanded to know from the holy man like what happened, what is what is God up to, what's going on, and he says basically he's like well it seems like the Almighty is trying to end all life on Earth so. You know, it's kind of rude that you're still alive. You know, <laughs> so they they're like, all right, and they kill themselves, and you're like, what the hell? Uh, but <laughs> anyway, anyway, if <laughs> if anybody has read this, I'm talking about Bocanone, I believe is his name, and uh, he's 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 a sham, <laughs> he's a sham religious figure, and he knows it. But people wanted somebody to do that for them, and and he fit the role, so he just like. He just went for it. And, uh, and yeah, I, I just love that. He's like, well, so it seems, how, like, the, how, it seems how, like God's question. trying to kill you. Trying to end so the world how, here.
0: The, there's the most of the book just, like, it's like a pre-of the apocalypse, so then all of a sudden the apocalypse happens, and then it it's, just sort
1: it's, of... It's mostly, it's based around the Ice Nine. Like, where is it, and who has it, and why do they have it? Like, the children of the scientists all kind of, in one way, shape, or form, get swindled out of it. Like, one of them, like a gets seduced and uh, the person who seduces him is like a russian spy basically and the other one like uh, the daughter her husband works for the same company that her father worked for so he's just trying to make sure that he's got his hands on it and then like the other son like takes it to this tropical island and gives it to the dictator of this island in exchange for like um you know to be made like a a corporal or a colonel or something you know to be like an important person So, I mean, it's it starts out in a way that you never think it starts out like basically in Illinois. And then by the end, you're on this tropical island at the end of the world. And like all Vonnegut books, they never go where you think they're going to go. They always end up kind of in a strange place with a strange outcome. But it makes perfect sense if you've been reading along. Mm -hmm. And there's like some science to this, but uh, you got to love the way that he describes scientific things. And he does this for like, when he talks about space or when he talks about hard science, he just kind of says like, this is how it's supposed to work. So this is how it works.
2: Mm.
1: Just like, he's like, I'm not going to bother giving you much of an, like the actual detailed explanation. I'm just going to sugarcoat it, or I'm just going to give it to you like in a nutshell of how I think it, it works. Like, how can I explain it to you? you know, you're a person that's not like a a scientist. Let me put it in terms you'll understand. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you may be like, well, I want you to explain it to me. And he's like,
2: no, no,
1: I'm just going to explain it to you in very simple terms. Mm -hmm. So the science is kind of shoddy. It's not hard science fiction, but it's certainly fun science fiction for sure.
0: So to feed that comment makes me want to lead into my other, I guess, honorable mention. Because this is where it gets fu- so fuzzy for me. So the fact that you're saying that, like, it's like it's loose science fiction that maybe is sort of accurate, but not, you know, it isn't kind of a thing. Yeah. So, Doesn't I'm gonna, pretend to be accurate. but yeah. yeah. Well, it 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 has like a it ha- it tries to communicate its accuracy sure. among in the world that you're in. So I'm gonna just go out and say The Matrix. Really? Okay. Okay. So, so and I want to kind of like like kind of loop that in with I guess like Terminator too, yeah, as well. You know, it's like that whole idea okay, of okay, like, yeah, yeah, of like the robots taking over. But the Matrix I think really gets to me uh, for mostly because uh, it's mostly the first movie, like how they explained the whole like scene where they explain how this all happened.
2: Okay,
0: it's like the 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 robot takes over, but then they use the human as a battery, which that's the loose. Like scientific fact, right there, right? <laughs> you see, mm. they use the, the humans as the battery, which you would need a lot of humans for that. And then they, and then the, the way they kind of try to solve the problem is they scorch the sun, which causes the humans to be, you know, pushed underground. So yeah. I just thought that was a different way of taking that sort of role. I mean, it's just, and when you see like the, the actual underground city, it's a little bit different than what I, I even envisioned going into it. Say what you will about how they ended that series and whatnot. I think it was okay but the concept of them having this matrix to keep the, the the batteries alive is sort of a different take on that kind of, uh, alien takeover or not alien, a robotic takeover.
1: I think that is a really interesting, it is a really interesting idea. And I, I feel like like the, the sequels kind of ruined that like mythology a little bit. It, it kind of like explained too much, mm-hmm. um, Without, it, it like, got too full because... of
0: itself too honestly it got too it, it was trying to do like almost like too much it was trying to make this like grand statement like that humans and alien humans and uh robots both have a sense of choice and they they can, they both are looking for control and that sometimes they just can't get that control uh, i mean they they try to get too what's the uh what's the word I'm trying to say like I guess they're trying to the the, the they they're they're what they're trying to say. To, I I don't know the word I'm trying to say. But I think you know what I'm trying to get.
1: They're they're like it. It became more about the message, yeah, than the
0: actual a... like content of the film and like
1: the writing of the film and like really yeah. thinking it out. Because like the, I mean that's like a real theory that people have. I'm not. I don't think it is. Re- or I don't think it has any real credence to it anymore. But like the idea of like what if we are living in a simulation you know mm-hmm. like what's to what's to deny that what's to you know what is the evidence for it what's the evidence against it and it's like the matrix was the first movie and i remember when it came out i remember seeing it for the first time just how like wild of an idea it was like those little things in life that you never think about like deja vu and like mm-hmm. when like Lawrence fishburne is like or morpheus is is, is like Oh, that's the matrix reloading itself. It's rewriting something. Like everybody, like run. Like you know, something like that. It's such an it's such an interesting idea. Like it, it really tried to look at like so the human experience and be like, oh, the things that we sometimes think are like oh weird coincidences are actually like glitches in this major yep. system that we're all a part of.
0: Yep. Yep. But, no, I was uh, it was uh, it's it, it I, I, that was what made that movie so great. I, I was so excited for the other ones and i you know i think i think i got so blinded by that like love for that sort of thought and world that like you know i, I ended up liking the other ones too but cuz they all it was an action movie that's all it was trying to be but I, it is just something about that uh you know initial concept that was really cool and how yeah. they plug they plug in and they download your data cuz they can teach you in the matrix how to like do karate and do kung fu and like learn how to how, learn how to fly a plane. Like it's like I need to know how to find a helicopter. Can you upload some information into me? I always just thought that was sort of a funny way of handling that. But it, it not even just the Matrix part, but just the actual like real Earth that they had such a. I I always got the impression I guess in that first movie that there wasn't a lot of people on Earth. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It was like it was like a few people. Like they were like just like a small handful. In, yeah, there's you know something I mean?
1: really cool and like isolated about the um what is it nebuchadnezzar the ship that they're on
0: yeah it's like yep. this is the
1: world that we know like this yep. is what we got
0: but when you get back to their their society Zion. Though, so though i think it was sort of cool how they handled it and they had like a sense of like you know uh you know um uh dem- like a government if you would um and the fact that they they did live underground and how they handled that whole world that was cool but i feel like they they it, it it kind of fell flat a little bit too but that's sort of why it's like an honorable mention to me but i feel like they had a lot there that was different than your normal robotic takeover
1: i know there there was just something that really like really resonated with me when i saw that you know the uh, giant orgy rave in the third movie oh
2: my it god it really,
1: really <laughs> moved me about the human condition like see human's will <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that we'll will do and it's that like, was a, that the was machines that... come. Hear me, Zion. I'm like, really, really. This is how we talk to each other. Of like, you're on a, you were on a spaceship just a minute ago. Like, and you're wearing a tunic.
0: I know and that like, was that was the, the
1: jarring now part of it. How we dance. was the, what, what was the point of that? Oh my god, that gross, sweaty, long dance sequence. Jesus, man. <laughs> There are some sequences in film that I'm like, wow, that that could have. You you only needed half of that. You only needed. It's funny because like when I
0: first watched the movie, I didn't really notice it. I'll be honest with you. Okay, like you know,
1: the first time you watch any movie like that that you're anticipating, you're like, okay, well, what's gonna happen next? I'm excited because there's more new stuff coming but then like when you watch it again you're like ah oh, jeez okay i'm going to fast forward through this part because-
0: well it, it feels like it's longer every time i've watched it cuz i yes! I, I,
1: <laughs> I think that's a but- trick of the actual home video like they just add a minute of it every time you watch a new
0: well, Watch like that. for, I mean, uh, for, I think I like I think last year I decided to rewatch all the matrices. So they're actually fresh in my brain, like in my mind Didn't a little you bit. You say the matrices or Ma- the, matrixes? the major major matrices? <laughs> you watched all the matrices. <laughs> How do you say that?
1: Is it matrixes? No, I think it's Matrixes. I don't know. I don't know. Do not quote me. I have no idea. The- the series called The, the Matrix.
0: Matrix. I watched the series, all three. Mate of the. I don't know how you say the that. But <laughs> the Matrix series. The Matrix series. <laughs> the Matrix compendium. Um, but no, okay. That's 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 my other honorable mention. Uh, that I had uh, would be that one. <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah, and I
1: love uh, you mentioned it. Like, what the machines do to the Earth? They basically try to like poison and ruin the Earth so that uh. Humanity can't live like this kind of like dirty fighting between humans and machines uh which makes the end of three like you you think it'd be really interesting because it's like well how do we find a way to like move forward It's not about humanity winning the war or machines winning the war it's about them like coming to like a uh some kind of uh agreement I guess some kind of compromise that like, ends
0: up happening yeah
1: yeah. Which I guess people didn't
0: really want. Yeah. Yeah, people yeah. wanted like a big like battle between machines. But then I'm like, that's what made me like it though, because then all you're just getting is just the Terminator movies. Like, you mean, like you know, you got these people fighting machines. Where that one was interesting, where they made like they made the the main like villain at the end of that it wasn't necessarily machines or the human. You know, it was a, it was it was like a corruption within within it. You know, yeah, like. Yeah, it was- Smith, right, Mister yeah. Smith. which I thought was a good way to handle that ending. Um, I thought it's like, because like, how do you really solve this? Like, if if they kill all the machines, yeah. then th- then what? Then what? The what? I mean, they, I guess they try to rebuild, but maybe if they kind of create a, like a, a common ground, like they can eventually build rebuild faster and actually work together. But I I don't know. That's that's where I feel like like the messaging was trying to convey something, but then the people that really liked those movies didn't want that at the sure. same time. It's like, it's like, it's like too much thought in my, in my sci-fi action film. You know what I mean? It's like, sometimes you just want to kind of like turn off a little bit.
1: Sure. Sometimes you're in the mood for like a nice high concept sci-fi movie or post-apocalyptic or dystopian movie, which I feel like a lot of these we, we've been kind of like, dancing around those genres but they're all kind of the same kind of
0: thing yeah like there's so many I, I wanted to bring up in this conversation and i don't even know if it's considered that or not like you mm-hmm. were saying you want to bring a book in um i mean i'm just going to throw it out there since that you did mention a book I, I almost wanted to think to bring up Fahrenheit 451 even yeah, though that's, that's not really cool. post-apocalyptic but it's like yeah, it's sort of like it, kind of it's it's
1: dystopian right it's like a here is a vision of a like uh, of a world gone wrong you know, like mm-hmm. the world hasn't quote ended; it's just become like a police state, or um, like or like nineteen eighty four, like Big Brother is watching you, like something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Those are. I mean, it's it's hard to like really, because some like, and that's the thing. Because I feel like the my favorite, the one that I've picked for my episode, like my favorite version of this, might not technically be a post apocalyptic movie, but the more I looked into it, it seems like it is. Mm -hmm. But it's very much more, it seems like a dystopian movie at times. Gotcha. Hello there. Yes, you. Have you checked out our Patreon yet? It's got all sorts of fun stuff.
0: That's right. There's a tier out there for everyone. At the two, five, and $10 levels, you can support the show and get perks like suggesting topics for us submitting questions for us to answer on the air, early access to episodes, ad free episodes, and even monthly Patreon exclusive episodes. A little help from our listeners will help us do more great stuff. So check us out on patreoncom slash playing favorites.
1: Of course, there are other ways to support us. You could follow us on Twitter at playfavepodcast. You can subscribe uh, as well as give us an amazing review on iTunes or Spotify. And of course, share us with your friends and family. We're trying to create a community, and we
0: want you to be a part. Of it. So come join us, and let's all play favorites together. Would you like to go into your favorite now?
1: Sure, sure. And <laughs> it is a it is a film, um, and it's one I'm not sure if if you've seen this. I think you have, um, uh, but maybe not relatively recently. It's. Okay. Um, it's directed by Alfonso Cuarón, who's quite the uh, prolific director these days. He did Gravity, mm-hmm. as well as some other movies that I'm blanking on, which I know it's, are good. Did, did he, did he did do E2, a, he did did a Harry Potter Mar-Man. movie? Yes, he did um, Prisoner of Azkaban, mm-hmm. and he did E2 Tambien, which was a really good movie, too. I saw that in high school. But um, it's Children of Men. No, I
0: saw that on the list. I have never seen it, though. Never
1: seen it? Oh, okay. You really do need to see it. But it's you got to kind of be like in the right mood to see it because it's it's not really it, it's it's a lot of depressing stuff. There is some hope there and like, but it's it's very much like a it's a movie about despair. And I don't know. Do you do you know anything about the premise of the movie?
0: No, nothing. I it's it
1: takes go place twenty two years I think or like twenty or so years after the last baby on Earth is born, and for some reason. Can't figure out why all women are infertile. So like, or not all women. Like, no woman. Oh, can get okay. Like, don't know. We dramatic.
0: don't know. They don't know
1: exactly what's happening. If men are infertile, or but for whatever reason, can't make new human beings, can't make new babies. And the first scene of the movie is the death of the youngest person on Earth, and it's like people watching the news. So they're all like they just imagine like a root like a this tiny cafe like filled with extras, all staring at a TV screen. Like some of them are like weeping and some of them are sobbing, some of them are just staring, and and they're just like you're just hearing the news story about like the youngest person in the world had just died today from sta- being stabbed by a fan of all people. It's not like he died of something, you know, like a crazy accident, but like because there's like this like cult or or celebrity culture around The youngest person on earth, you know, and they kept calling him, I think it was like baby Angelo or something. They're like, and this was, and they were showing like his baby pictures and like, and people are like, and now the next youngest person is this, you know, this girl who lives in Sudan or something. And it's such a, I, I think it sounds more like dystopian, like the future is without hope like humanity is well, it's like, still, it still like, works
0: like, because something something catastrophic happened where they yeah, could procreate yeah. so therefore that's the world they now live in it's changed because of that so it still, it still fits
1: what i think is really interesting about it as like a apocalyptic movie is that it's it's like the apocalypse the, the apocalypse doesn't just happen overnight it's something that takes time it's you're watching like the gradual erosion of society like in in it's it takes place in uh in the uk in, in england and um it's the last truly functioning government because i guess everywhere else there has been some kind of apocalyptic scenario because it seems like russia united states china they're all kind of off the table so Britain is basically like the last functioning government and people are trying to uh, immigrate to the United Kingdom like en mass like everyone is trying to get there. So they have this like police state so and what, there's what, like a revolution that's trying to start at the same time. And so like,
0: how how long is it like, about 20 years after people just stop having kids or babies? Yeah, there's like you're
1: you're 20 years into the last baby born.
0: Mm. So the youngest person, like 20 years old, then, is that what it yeah, was? You know, it might have been 18, because I think was, they
1: said that he was 18 when he died. Okay. So it's been so, 18 years. But that
0: that's decade. like the last one. So obviously there was probably time before that, that like, it was slowing down, right?
1: Yep. yep. So it, there's this like steady, you know, gradual process of the world, or, you know, of, like humans ending, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, I, I always thought it was so interesting because it's like, it's not based on you know, there was like a nuclear war and now people are infertile, you know, because of radiation. They cannot figure out why human beings have stopped uh, being able to have children. And like the way that you get like this information is all kind of like, you know, not secondhand, but like the movie tells you, gives you like snippets of the past, you know, as you were saying before about other, like like Land of the Dead, you know, you kind of get an idea of what, what, what happened, how you got to this point. You know, without somebody coming down and sitting you down and saying, like, well, here, let me tell you what happened to the world. You know, they you just kind of get it in little clips and you put it together yourself. And, and sometimes you see it, like, even in the billboards and in advertisements, you're kind of like, oh, wow, like, that's what happened? Like, wow. And the careless way that people, like, treat life, too, it's like people are fighting with no regard to who they hurt or who they I mean, because there's like a revolution that's being led by people who are supporting the immigrants against this, you know, police state, which is killing immigrants. It's but but the the central like figure of this is this guy and he's like trying to escort a pregnant woman, the first like pregnant woman in 18 years to um, a group of scientists that is working on trying to figure out a solution to this Mm -hmm. and he's got to like navigate basically war zones like in the middle of cities and like you get to like witness from like rural areas to urban areas like how society is falling apart and in the end he does get her there and it's you know it's it's really it's a it's emotional but it's like listening to uh the cure or like a, a really like depressing band. It's like, you got to kind of be in the mood for this <laughs> the, movie. The, the cure. Yeah. Like you, <laughs> you want to listen to disintegration or something. You kind of got to be in a mood. I
0: remember this movie coming out now that you kind of gave me the synopsis. And I, I remember it. And I, 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 I I'm going to be honest, like for the past, like six, seven years, like I used to love movies like that. And I can't ever get in the, those kind of moods anymore. It's like, it's weird. I just want like, you know, I want like a popcorn flick all the time. I blame, I blame Marvel. I blame Marvel.
1: No, let me, let me tell you, I, I, it was really hard watching this again. And this was a movie that I, like I saw it and I know a lot of people, it seems like nowadays people are, are trying to like, not bring it back, but they're saying like, Hey, this was a really good movie. You know, people should really pay attention to this movie. And I agree with them, but I feel like it might be becoming a father that has changed my outlook on this because I look at that kind of scenario and I'm like no, I didn't like everything in my body wants to be like, no, that can't happen. No. Mm-hmm. And it's,
0: it's, it's just like when you're thinking
1: about just yourself and, and I don't know, maybe that is about the same time as when you, you know, it is, okay. it is hard. It
0: is weird how, when you become a parent, how media or things you used to maybe like in, be interested in or, or indifferent like, to. Yes. Yes. They, 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 they are hard to swallow now. Like, I mean, you know, we talk about zombie movies and horror and all that stuff. Like I can't handle like that stuff like I used to. Oh yeah. I'm and not, I, I really kind of I kind of base it on like just like the content you watch of being a parent. Not that I can't watch it at all, but it's just like it's not as in my mind because like, you know, you I could I can't just turn on a horror movie in the middle of the day. You know what I mean? So it's like you have to find that certain time to do it.
1: Not and, not to not to date this podcast too closely to when it you know, when it's coming out, but like <laughs> in the in the you know, if if the if during the Super Bowl they show one more like uh, commercial with like that father's commercial that they showed I think like oh last year. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'll that be was in like... tears. I'll be a big blubbering fool on the couch <laughs> because like that kind of stuff that used to just roll off my back and I'd be like, "Uh, schlocky emotional garbage." Yeah. I'm like,
2: "Oh my god!" You know,
1: <laughs> it really does change you becoming a parent. Not just for guys—that's for damn sure. But you know, like <laughs> you look at everything a little bit differently. And and so this is a, this is a movie I think. It still kind of stands the test because I watched this pre children, pre marriage even, and I watched it and I watched it relatively recently too, like a month ago I saw this, and I like watched it again. Um, it's a beautiful movie. It's shot so well. There's a lot of like really long takes that you don't even notice that they're long takes, um, but they're just like seamlessly done, and it's and it really like puts you in that situation, so you feel that that sense of danger you really feel that like little bit of hope too. And, you know, you're really rooting for the people that are, you know, for the main characters, you know, through most of this movie, it's, it's really hard to not watch that movie and not be emotionally moved in some way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that is, I think my favorite post-apocalyptic scenario. I hope nothing like that. I'll take a zombie apocalypse over this to tell you (laughs) the truth. (laughs)
0: But I, I've been wondering now, because, I mean, it's okay that I, I probably won't see this movie anytime soon, though it sounds like a great movie to watch. I'm not um, uh, what do, do they find out the reasoning, or is that not the point? Nope, no, you never
1: find out why this woman particularly got pregnant. You don't find out why people stopped having kids. But you are dealing with the effects of, like, a generation or half a generation and all the other people Um, growing up knowing that there is there is a certain point in which the human race is going to end and that like gives people the license in some ways to do whatever the hell they want you know and so you've got like these it seems like warring factions that just you know they're fighting you know it's almost suicidal you know they're just like they're going out there and they're hurting each other and hurting others and hurting themselves because there's no hope you know there's nothing to live for you know part of i guess it's interesting because i was like is that really what would happen like would people immediately think or people would would people have this experience this thought that because we're not making any more humans like therefore life isn't worth living anymore but a lot of like human existence is about you know passing things on to the next generation and like continuing the race continuing the species so with that taken out it's a really it's just a really interesting scenario and i have never seen anything like it it's based on a book which is just called the children of men uh, hmm. i would like to check that out but i have not and from what i understand it's based really closely on there and it's a it's a good adaptation and it's also like a really beautifully shot film like a, it, just as a film fan like it's something worth watching so good, what about good, you? Justin? pick <laughs> I've been talking here for a little bit. <laughs> no, so it's good, uh... no, it's
0: good that's good. so here's the thing. you're gonna have to help me oh okay so I have two in mind, and I don't even know if they're my favorite, but they're the top in my mind okay one one is gonna ring i'm gonna start with one first because it kind of feeds off what you just said because it's interesting because the one that I'm gonna say is almost the exact same sort of storyline, but yet different, and it's the last of us.
1: Interesting. Okay. Okay. So now, the, I don't know too much about the story of that, but I, I, I it's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're gonna have to help me out there.
0: Okay. So, but the gist of it, the thing, the thing about the world of Last of Us, it's not necessarily the, the landscape, if you would, but it's like, it's like sort of, a it's a, it's sort of your zombie esque storyline, but they're not zombies technically. They're okay. actually, they're actually like spores, like like some sort of spore gets like released into the world. And that's what causes these mutations to people. So they have to avoid like plant life in a sense to a certain degree, but it doesn't affect like, like 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 animals or anything like that. But that's not really the necessarily the, the, the gist of the landscape of the last of us. It's the fact that like everyone is affected by these spores and you start the game in the midst of the outbreak. It just happens oh. all of a sudden. That's how the game starts. And as I mean, I, I you know, talk about like, you know, being affected. I mean, I watched, played this game before children and it still put me to tears the first like yeah. 50 minutes of this game because you are a father of a daughter and you have you have this great relationship prior to this outbreak. And it seems like they're really, you know, good father daughter relationship. Which right now makes me think about. It well, sounds horrible because now I am a father of a daughter. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. But then in, in the midst in the in this intro, the father like he like his daughter dies in his arm because of this outbreak. Yeah. He has to he has to pretty much like like she 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 gets attacked by these like monsters that just all of a sudden start rampaging. Then so you have that whole backstory and then you go into you know twenty years fifteen years later and you know. This is like the world has changed. There's like little like pockets of humanity, sort of. It has like that Walking Dead sort of vibe, but maybe a little more organized than Walking Dead. Okay. Um, there's actually like t- like kind of like cities, but then they what they do is they go into like the main city to like you know look for things and so forth. Like you know they have jobs and things like that. Um, but pretty much they the, the the their main character Joel. Works for a group. He just, you know, is trying to just survive, and you know, obviously his past is haunts him. But he get, takes his job to escort this girl somewhere. They okay. find out this girl is has is immune to this virus, okay. well, that's and that's
1: pretty similar, okay. yeah, right. Yeah.
0: You know, it's like and and that's the, but the 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 whole the whole gist of the game though is how he he uh, this girl looks almost identical to his daughter. And that's like sort of the unique sort of like gameplay, but there, there, it's like the game is told. The storytelling the game is told through like seasons. So you have like fall. We have like uh, fall. I think I feel like it was like fall, winter, spring, summer. So those are like your sections of the game. Okay. And yeah. there, it's almost like a little vignette of a story for each of those sections. And, like, you have, like, you have the intro where he's introduced to the girl, and you go through that. And then there's, like, uh, there's a clima there's almost, like, an end, ending climactic. it's, like, an episode of storyline. And then some, and another episode of storyline that really kind of, like, helps elaborate the characters so much. And I think that's really, we talked about with Fallout, how, and, you know, the music and, and all the little small little pockets of different, inform- like, different uh, ideas of how people are handling this effect okay this one does it kind of the same way where you you are following the journey of like you know joel and um and, El, and, and ellie and i think it's ellie i don't know why yeah. i think yeah that, that's yeah it. that's right so. yeah it, oh, go ahead. I, I just
1: have a quick question isn't that the um the based her on the character on um the, that actress oh Okay, never mind. You keep talking, and I'll remember her name. Go ahead. I, I
0: think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I know the one from Juno. Yes. I don't know if they did because she was in another game too, right so, around the same time. Yeah, well, she well was that's in the it. thing.
1: Is that she? Um, she came out with that movie. Ellen Page. Ellen Page is Yeah. Yeah. She. She did that game. That later game. Um, almost like in response to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they used her likeness without her permission. I guess is what happened. But oh. anyways,
0: anyways, keep going with what. Oh, it's fine. Um, but the whole point is that it's like it, these sections uh, kind of enhance Joel and this girl's relationship because, you know, um, he's like he just doesn't he want he has nothing to do with this once he finds out that she's got the immunity. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't want to be a part of this whole thing, but he kind of gets stuck having to help her, and the. You know, I'm, I don't know how far you want. me. I mean, I could probably you probably would you, you don't you care if I bring up the ending of this? No, not at all. OK, but in the end, like you get her to where she needs to go. And there's a lot of stuff that happens on the way. Like he gets sick. You have to actually play as the girl for a little while, like do hunting. Like she has to learn how to use a bow. Like we talked about learning how to use a bow earlier. Like she actually <laughs> has to like figure this <laughs> out because he's sick. He's like he's like he's like he's like on deathbed. And she has to learn how to hunt on her own and survive. And you have to play her and, like, kind of teach yourself how to use the bow to, like, <laughs> get oh. food. Oh, and there's God. little moments of that. And there's actually other moments where it's, like, this happening and then and there's, like, a, there's a whole other faction of just, like, this gang almost, which has been, like, it's, like, a new element to this whole thing. Like, there's gangs where before you're in, like, kind of a militarized sort of city. You also have, like, survivors that are just sort of, like, like, on their own, like, doing their own thing, like, hermits, almost. You have people that is still haven't, like, because this is all, like, very new. It's, like, it just happened, like, 15 years ago, you know? And you have people that are still in their home, just sort of, like, maybe, the like two people on their own, and you're trying, you kind of run into these people. But the gang was such a unique sense, too, because there, there's, the guy was just crazy that ran the gang. He was just nuts. And there's, mo- it's just, it was very unsettling watching those scenes, because you like, it's like you're trying you because you, you're bouncing back and forth between in that part of gameplay wise between yeah. joel and ellie joel and ellie joel's just like he's oh finally awake and he's trying to go find her in the snowstorm you can't see anything but she's just kind of being attacked by this crazy guy that's trying to rape her and it's like it's very unsettling in a video game when that happened yeah. but in and it just sort of blew my mind when it first came out like the the sense of storytelling and a and on the PS3 the the, the 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 graphics all that stuff and it's just it's interesting playing that kind of zombie apocalypse sort of thing you know I played resident evil games in the past and all that stuff it's just not the same you know what i mean this had so much more humanity to it than anything else and that's what made that a little bit more unique to me and in the end you think okay the whole point is to get her to save humanity, right? And, like, you know, she has a cure, and that's the gist. But you get there, and you find out in order for them to actually get the cure is they have to kill her to do an autopsy on her to find out how the she has immunity. Oh, really? So there's
1: no, like, way to figure it out without her death involved?
0: But here's the thing. You were playing Joel, who has now fallen in love with this character. He goes on a murdering rampage and, and, and gets her out of there. That's what you have to do at the end really yeah like he just yeah, he's like he's just like no this is not why i brought her here this is ridiculous and they, it's it's actually a very weird take on the ending like I, that's like people talk about it because it's it's like he does this she's in a coma the whole time and he like goes through and just starts killing everyone in this whole this whole facility just to get her out and you don't have a control because that's just what he wants to do you know obviously the character and he gets her out, and he lies to her. He's like, yeah, they just said they don't need you. They had somebody else that had it. Oh, wow. Or something, he, like, says something of nature, like, oh, well, you, they didn't need you. Like, it didn't work, or something. Like, he, I can't remember what his actual words were. And that, that the game just cuts out. That's it. <laughs> it's like, in Myth's lie, and you just see her expression, just, like, kind of like, oh. Because then, then, then he just brings her back to, like, his brother has a camp somewhere. He has like a brother in this this world too okay. but like it's just like that that was another section of the game but like it's just sort of a like different way of like handling that kind of like i guess uh catastrophe is like no like we're humans and we're selfish and and we we love each other so much that we don't care about anyone else hmm. and that was really their take on it and i'm really curious how they're going to handle the sequel because that's looks freaking awesome do, yeah. do, do you think that it just picks up right where, where it left off? Well, I mean, it, I mean, I mean, Ellie looks Ellie looks like a, a, looks like a few year, a few years older. I mean, it looks like I would say four or five years later, maybe. But it's hard to tell because Ellie's in that weird age where she's like, I think she's like twelve or maybe fifteen. Okay, and she looks like a young adult. So yeah, I guess she was maybe fifteen roughly in the first one and it looks like she's like a young adult in this new one interesting i mean um,
1: I, I i remember seeing the video of when one uh, trailer for that premiered and people seemed to just go nuts like for the last of us part two so i mean it seems like you've got plenty to, they, they've got plenty of, to work with with like a, a world like that especially since it's like it seems like okay they, he was taking her to this place that was gonna like find a cure for it now that's not an option anymore so, yeah, where like where where do you take the story now? It'll be interesting to see.
0: well, like you don't like you don't, theres a, there's been there was a side story that delves a little bit more into Ellie um and like where are her fam- where's her family um there there's been rumors of where it could go, but it looks like she' is just angry like she it's like a revenge story for her, and you think about it, like she kind of gets that from her father figure now. And because of what he did, but maybe in a different way, like she almost she's because throughout the first game, she's just learning how to survive because she doesn't seem very familiar with it okay. um, but uh I, I don't know, I'm actually curious I'm but like we talk about like you know, handling things like as parents, and i I've seen some of those trailers for that. And I'm like, I don't know if I can play this game oh <laughs> I, I, I I want to so bad because I love the first one so much, but it's like I don't know like because it's like the first one was like gory and stuff, but it's, like it was still like PS3 graphics for that time, which was made it was amazing. But the one for that's coming out for PS4 looks so realistic, it's like uh, unsettling. Maybe
1: just a shade too real for it. Yeah, well, I mean, there's
0: there's like scenes, or I don't know if you've seen any gameplay footage, but it's like there's a shot about like Ellie like kind of stalk. It shows how Ellie kind of like does like stalks, stalking attacks, and uh-huh. like how the AI works. That was the big thing with Last of Us uh, Part One was that the way the AI interacted it was really kind of interesting because you it's sort like, like of like kind of like got a war in Atreus now like you know how the AI of that like side character cuz Ellie was like a side character okay um but like in that game it was like she was just smart AI that she would just do things and you didn't did never you, you never got like confused or angry at the AI of like why did you do that you just you just told us to to you just let everyone know that we're here like you're, you're stupid stop it, AI yeah. Like, she well. was an actual, like, person. You know what I mean? Like, she actually did things. Like, she would pick up, like, bottles for you and give them to you. Like, it was just, like... help. She would help. Yeah, like, help. If she was, like, in a different room and a guy, like, was trying to sneak to you, like, she would actually like, run in the room from behind, like, hit him in the back with a bat. Like, it was just, like, that was, like, mind-blowing at the time. You know, it's, like, based on the scenario, because it wasn't, like, it was, like... Scripts. what she does anything.
1: every time. Like she, she doesn't just hit people with bats every
0: time. It's like if she finds a bottle, she'll hit them with a bottle. Like it's like it's it dependent on the things in the world in the room you're in or what was available on the ground. Um, all those things. I mean, you still had your because they're made by the same people that made Uncharted games. You still had that kind of like you know tra- traversal sort of like puzzling. It's like oh, we need to knock down a ladder to climb up this wall and yeah. um and here let me boost you up so you can get up there. Um, but you still had that, but I, I, like, this is the thing, like, all these, like, post-apocalyptic things, I, I wasn't even sure how to rank these, I mean, that one, I think, had the most weight as far as, like, uh, storytelling goes to me, sure, sure. um, and I, the more I talk about it, I don't even think there's really reason to bring up the other one, I was gonna say, uh, just to kind of throw it out there, I was gonna say, uh, the, uh, what is it, what is it, what is it, Battlestar Galactica,
1: uh, that is a good one, that's a good one, I mean, (laughs) again, it's it's one of those like isolated, but not necessarily isolated because, I mean, it's just people living on a big ship, you know, trying to stay one step ahead of robots, you know, that are trying to kill them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know if you recall, like what was really good about it was when they came across another ship called the Pegasus, the Battlestar Pegasus. yep. And how like you think like, awesome, now they have two ships and that wasn't a good thing. No, in the end, it was just like, no, only one of these ships, only one of these groups of people is going to survive. And yeah. it's, it's it, there's something, like, really, like, depressing about that. Like, you know, like, humanity is being hunted to extinction. Really, we're like the last two spaceships full of people. And we can't really get along. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be a problem. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, like, that whole idea of the fleet and the Battlestar. Yeah, no, that's
0: a, it's a great it, it, it's a great way way of telling that kind of a story where it's like it's again like it's like right after the apocalypse happens. Yep. If, if, you if, watch it like, happen. You, you know, watch the like, guy
1: who's responsible for it, and you watch what happens.
0: <laughs> but it's cool, like how they ended. in the I mean, you know, I know mean, we brought up uh, Battlestar before, but like it, it, where it takes it, it's like it's like an apocalypse that's really starting the civilization of Earth. You know, yeah,
1: it's it's so weird. Like we, I like kind of felt. Towards the end of that last season, like, that was where we were going to be heading. Um, but, I mean, like, I really like the way that they tell that story. Because, I mean, yeah, it is about, like, the apocalypse. It is about, like, the escape from danger, too. And I think one of my favorite episodes is when they are just jumping uh, in hyperspace, like, every, what is it, like, 33 minutes. Because mm-hmm. in 33 minutes, that's when the, um, the Cylons find them. So, like, nobody has slept in, 40, in, like, in like 48 hours. You know, everyone has just been working around the clock and, like, just making sure they have enough fuel and just jumping and jumping and, like, like you know, starting the timer. Okay, you've got 33 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, go have a drink. Go have a bite to eat. Try to sleep for 10 minutes and then be back to your post.
0: Yeah, they, they, they created so many unique storylines for that show. I mean, I, I don't feel like they're... There, there not all of them guys,
2: worked, but not all they, them worked. they're unique.
0: Yeah, but like they handled like um, uh, tension between, or like the tension of the episode because I mean it still had that like that was kind of created where like you had to like still had to, like have an episode kind of you know beginning and end. Sure. You know what I mean? Like it was like it wasn't like these like oh next time you had that next time on 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 the episode, but like they they kind of wove it into the story of that particular episode. You know what I mean? Yeah, you would have it,
1: like two part episodes or three part episodes, but a lot of times like stuff that would happen in one episode would would have an implication for an episode like five, five shows later, you know, it mm-hmm. it, it knew its continuity. Well, it, it, it kept things like it wasn't just like somebody got like a scar, you know, from doing something and all of a sudden and, and then you never saw that <laughs> scar again. It'd be like, no, like that person was affected by that one thing that happened to them.
0: My my and favorite my, my favorite continuity thing though, I, I feel like I it almost feel like they did it they went a little overboard with it, it was um uh what's uh is Apollo? Is that his name? The oh sun, sun? when he gets fat. When he gets fat <laughs> When he gets
1: fat. There is no reason for him to get fat other than to show like time has passed. <laughs> and then like when he's like losing the weight, he's like, Hey, he's like, Hey, I'm I'm back in like fighting shit. Yeah, like, he's like telling seconds. his dad. And he's like, yeah, I've I've dropped, like, two stones already in, in, um, what's it, Commander Adama. Just, like, looks at him and he's like, yeah, keep going. It's, like, (laughs) brutal.
0: Brutal. (laughs) Oh, man. But I, 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 more I talk about it, I think The Last of Us has, like, I think a good way. I think that's a good counter to your favorite. I don't think it's hard. It's hard to rank these, honestly, in the end. (laughs) You know, no, it's, it's like they're they're all they're all like different in their own way, and but it's, it creates a good conversation. Um, and I am very excited that we decided that Zelda was a is a is a post apocalyptic is a
1: post-apocalyptic <laughs> video world. game. Yes, I mean if you think about even the original Legend of Zelda, it's just like this desolate world with caves, <laughs> that, like all these underground cells, and you're like bringing letters from old men to old women, you know, <laughs> to get medicine. There's they're no all old.
0: There's no, there's, no, there's no young people in at every, all.
1: In every goddamn store, like, the guy is like, boy, this is expensive.
0: Like, you know, you gotta, like, buy all this shit
1: that's really, really expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your, your first experience in that game usually is with an old man in a cave to get a weapon to defend yourself with against, like, the monsters of Ganon who have won. It's their world now. Really? I mean, it's their world. Everyone every other human being lives in a cave.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, so there's a guy that lives in a waterfall though. Uh
1: he doesn't live in the waterfall. Oh wait, no, waterfall. there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is the dude in the waterfall.
0: So you get the white sword.
1: No. The white sword is in the in the place above the screen above the the waterfall. Oh. Cool. If you go in the waterfall, I think it's the money making game. Remember oh, that? You're like wanna play a money making right. game and you just lose money. <laughs> really rare when you actually win any money on that <laughs> all right can you tell me justin what's on the schedule for next week what are we going to be doing
0: next week oh we're done talking already it's been so quick um next week's topic will be uh, what did we decide to the title this american tongue favorite tongue, tongue, american tongue, no, no, fav, no, favorite Amer- american martial arts movie i got That's it right. i figured it out
1: there are plenty of good martial arts movies out there we're specifically talking about American-made
0: ones. There's not a lot of them. Yep, you re- nope, don't really wonder how we're going to get there? I just, I'm just going to bring Waterworld as my answer. That's my answer is Waterworld. Does Kevin Costner
1: use some form of mutant <laughs> martial arts that I was unaware of? With his webbed toes and his gills? Ugh, it was gross. When that dude pulls his ear back and you see the gills, I just wanted to like throw up every time. He's got an ear vagina, basically, all right? That's what it looks like. my God. And on that note, Uh, ear vagina.
0: (laughs) Yeah, until next time, I'm Justin. (laughs) And I'm Paul. Let's do it again next week.